Hi, I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Poozer Fest, Toronto Jail, and Cafe. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I got one of these out, and I'm sorry about that. I was trying to hit it so hard this year, and uh, we keep, uh, you know, I keep finding these mixes in the back of trucks, and unfortunately, mixes off back of trucks don't always work too good, so uh, I'm trying to get something better, and it's going to happen soon, but uh, thank you for bearing with me, everybody. I got better sound quality, and I got a bunch of guests lined up just waiting for, like, uh, you know... After my technology took a nosedive, I, I got to get back on track, and uh, we're, we're working on it. And, uh, you know, busy with other stuff, uh, which you guys might have heard about. We got uh, some int Mass Intruder dates coming up. We're doing a little uh, run in May with, uh, you know, our buddies in Lagwagon and Lesson Jake. And that's going to be real fun uh, going all over the East Coast and some Canada dates. And, uh, yeah, we got a little little action in uh, at the end of April, mid-April, something like that. Uh, you go on uh, massintruder.com or whatever, you know, find the dates. Also, I'll probably post it about it on social medias and stuff like that, too. Um, so just hit that up and uh, come see us at some of these shows. It's going to be a good time. The producers of the Intruder Green Podcast are Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. If you want to become a producer of the podcast, you can get on patreon.com slash intruder green. And uh, yeah, you can get uh, on there for like as little as one buck a month. Five bucks a month uh, if you want a shout out. And then, like, if you want to get some crazy stuff, go for, like, maybe 20 bucks a month. Or, uh, you know, I'm up for other stuff, too. If, if you guys got any ideas of what I, uh, what kind of prizes you should get. I know somebody mentioned stickers. I, I, I think I can work on that. I think I can make that happen. So uh, we'll see if my buddy uh, Simeon, who does uh, Stupid Red merch, can uh, help me out with that. Because he'd be better at sending that stuff out than I would. But uh, if you guys got any other ideas, I'm up for hearing it. And you can uh, get at me at, uh, you can literally at me, because <laughs> that's the way the internet works, with uh, like the Twitter, um, at Intruder Green, Instagram, and Facebook. They're all at Intruder Green. And you can hit me up on the Intruder Green call-in line. That's at plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Uh, so yeah, on this show, we got uh, Valerie Knox. And like I said, I don't. I did not know her uh, before we did this interview. She was a friend of a friend. Um, and we talk about that on the interview, so I won't get too into it. But yeah, uh, it was good to meet with her. Sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Toronto. Like, you know, like that's a surprise. Of course, Toronto is such a cool city. Uh, also, we talk a little bit about, you know, Pooza Fest and, uh, you know, uh, I love for, uh, or at least my love for vampires and Draculas and stuff. Like, I don't know if she was even that into it, but we got into it a little bit and had a good time. And uh, she, she, she brought up, uh, she brings up a cool thing at the end of the show that I think is going to become a uh, permanent thing from now on. Anyway, uh, without further ado, I want the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at. Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1.
ladies and gentlemen, Valerie Knox on the True Blue Podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on, Valerie. Uh, you're the, you're, I don't know if you know much about me, but I don't know shit about you. So that, <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, I think you're like only the second person I've had on my podcast that I hadn't like previously met before the, doing it. So, wow, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm honored, you know, that you would uh, decide to meet such a weird dude this way. I don't mind. I like weird people. They're my favorite. Yeah. They make for, right. they make for the most interesting conversations. All right. Well, yeah, I'm ready to be real interesting in all that. Stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, I believe I got a hold of you through a mutual friend, Amy Gabba. Yeah. Who's the one who hit me up, right? Mm-hmm. And your, uh, your band is the Anti-Queens, correct? That is correct. Excellent. And, uh, so are you a new band or what? Like, she kind of told me that you're a new band. Explain a little bit, if you will. Uh, I, I, there's not a whole lot I could find doing my research because pretty much if it ain't on Wikipedia, then I don't know nothing. Uh, but yeah, you're from Toronto. Um, something about the, the band Eight Hits with some instruments. <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. Can you uh, fill me in on what, what, what the deal is there? Yeah, well, we're um, the Itty Queens from Toronto, as you said. We're a rock and roll band. We have not reached Wikipedia status yet. Oh, shit. (laughs) Look at that, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, we're not necessarily a new band. The singers started the band uh, 10 years ago. Um, I just joined five years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been playing with them for five years now. In my other band, Black Cat Attack, we took them out on their first tour. and. Every night we harass them to like get another guitar player and beef up their sound. Oh yeah. And then later that summer, yeah, later that summer, uh, Emily, the singer, told me that they were looking for another guitar player, and I'm just like, "Ooh, can it be me? Thanks." And I kind of like just barged in. Fuck yeah! Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. That's so, great. Yeah, so we signed to Stomp Records uh, Stomp late twenties. 20- yeah, they're uh, based out of Montreal. Um, yeah. I heard uh, of them. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, they've got some wicked bands on their on their roster. Uh, and we signed with them late 2019, and then we recorded our first ever full length record in January. No, I'm getting my years mixed up. 2018, yeah. we signed with them. We recorded our first full length record in January 2019, oh. and then we put it out uh, just this past September. All right. So, uh, yeah, so basically, uh, this you're not a new band, but you've kind of like kicked things into high gear in yeah. the last year. Yeah, we had a really exciting year last year. It was That's great. great. That's awesome. Um, I know that, yeah, I, like I said, I know that I've heard of Stomp Records before. And, uh, you know, we played in Toronto and Montreal, and it seems like there's a pretty solid uh like punk scene there would but i i i do you think he is your sound is more of like a a punk rock or like it, i guess you kind of it says you describe it as like punk grunge pop yeah it's kind of difficult to place our sound because all the members have completely different influences oh yeah um, i'm more of the, on the the pop punk and the punk rock side and then emily loves her like 90s grunge and taylor's very goth she loves like the cure and Morrissey. So we Oh yeah, realize. like and vampires and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. But, sorry, Dracula's. Dracula's. Um, vampires, yeah. Vampires, Dracula, uh, Robert Smith with his hair. 
Oh yeah, the guy from The Cure. <laughs> yeah. He's fancy. Is he He's... still alive? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I was about to say R.I.P., but that joke's getting old, so I better. <laughs> I, I gotta start uh, actually considering whether the people I say it about were live or not before I do it. Um. Yeah, I like all those things, though. I think there's like a real, uh, uh, you know, kind of like a grunge resurgence happening lately. Or maybe not even lately. It seems like it's kind of been going on for a little while now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm happy about that because I don't know. It's like something about, you know, like I like the 90s. I think there was a lot of cool music that came out then. And uh, yeah, you know, like. After a while, some sometimes all this music gets a little like overproduced and stuff. Mm -hmm. and you get people like ripping these amazing guitar solos, and that's fun. That's that's cool. It is what it is. But then sometimes you just need to get some like tight grunge in there to kind of strip things down and get a little messy, you know? Well, yeah, and I think that the attitude that comes with grunge is a little more aggressive than what kind of like punk rock and rock and roll has been lately. Oh yeah. Like, how do you, what do you mean by that? I'm not sure exactly. I just find that, like, you get a lot of punk rockers and they just, they're, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I just, there's an attitude that kind of comes with grunge that is, for me, a little bit more aggressive. Uh, oh, sure. They, they, uh, <clears throat> there's like a, a give no fucks attitude, whereas with punk rock, there's always like a cause. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I can see what you. No, no, I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, with even with pop punk, it's like you gotta be. It's more about like, maybe more, more like about being part of the scene or like yeah. having a presence outside of your music. Where unity with, and yeah, unity. exactly. Like you, even even like silly pop punk bands still have like. You know, they they want to be like outspoken, you know, in, in other ways. Like I even I admit I, I do the same kind of shit. But, uh, you know, with, I, I maybe with grunge, it's more about the music and just being like having fun, you know. And that like to an extent, not giving a fuck either. I, th I find that punk and grunge kind of go hand in hand and they complement each other so well. Yeah. OK. So like punk is more about like. Giving a lot of fucks and grunge is about giving no fucks. Yeah, right. I, I would as say that as for sure. All, all right, because I like swear words. That's I like cool. swear words too. Yeah, you guys swear on your songs a lot. Uh, you got not the a ton. Parental we advisory. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we actually got the parental advisory, but there are a couple fucks on our album. Yeah, I think that was the thing that happened in like the nineties, and it's like people only use it nowadays for uh, fun funsies. As the kids Funsies. like to say. Okay. Yeah. The kids are saying all kinds of weird things I don't understand these days. They sure fucking are. <laughs> I mean, I like it. What, what's that? Uh, I don't even know. I don't want to try to say it. I think the last one I was into was like FOMO. And that was the, the Bomb Pops album. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. FOMO. Hopefully the kids uh, are still into that. Well, I, I work in a, a really trendy skate shop. And I hear all oh, kinds yeah, of strange yeah. things. You know what caught me for... A total loop was when they started saying things like, I want to cop that. When I was a kid, when you said, I want to cop that, it meant you were going to steal it. So I'm in my oh, yeah. store and I'm like, oh, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> and, they're like, Shit. and they're like, no, 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 it I, I want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to really know confused. that. I should know that term. I never, <laughs> well, I never used it because, like, if I'm actually going to steal something, I don't want to tell people about it. So, yeah. like, after the fact, you know, allegedly. 
It would be really ballsy to announce that you're going to steal something before you steal it. It's a good challenge, though, to, like, walk into a store and tell, like, the person who's working, be like, hey, I'm going to steal that. And, <laughs> and, like, it's just, like, it, the pressure's on, you know? It's, like, training. It's, like, now, now it's, like, extra hard. You know, because I feel like sometimes when you do it a lot, it probably gets boring to just do the easy shoplifting. But if, if you got, like, you know, fair warning... That's uh, you know, a little, 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 little more of a challenge. Yeah, definitely. Could be you know, fun. it's good to challenge yourself and to be the best always. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but I think I'll uh, not do that and just steal stuff without telling people about it. It's well, I mean, easy. stick with what works, right? That's also true. Stick with what works and be your best self. <laughs> I agree that all of those things are great. So. Um, you said you're more into like the pop punk side of things than the rest of your bandmates or at I, least, I mean, uh, I don't know if I'm, it's more, it's just, those are my like pop punk and punk rock. Yeah. Uh, those are my main influences. Uh, I like to like, call it all pop punk rock too, because like when people say pop punk these days, I'm not even sure what they mean. I don't either. It's always been up for debate <laughs> for in my life. Cause I, like, I yeah, I don't know the stuff that. A lot of people call punk punk these days is what I used to call emo. And now what emo is, is like, I don't know, <laughs> something totally different than what I thought it was when I first started calling stuff emo. Is and uh, I think it is, but it's like, I don't know, it, you know, labels. Everybody's like, oh, don't label music. I'm like, no, I got to know if it's good or bad. So you got to <laughs> put a label on it. You know, like if, uh, you know, if it's got a certain label, I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I don't need to listen to that. I don't even need to try. That's very close minded of me. And I apologize. But, uh, you, you know, know what you life like. is exactly life is short. You got to uh, you got to keep moving and, uh, you know, use labels to, uh, you know, if it's got a skull and crossbones on it, that means don't drink it. You know, <laughs> it's not like yeah, fucking Christ. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I believe that emo is around, and I got my own my own uh, qualms with that uh, because, like, I don't know. I guess I would think of like, you know, like Blink One Eighty Two is being an emo band nowadays, but a lot of people say they're pop punk, and I guess they're kind of a pop punk band, but they started out as kind of like a skate punk band. Yeah, back when then that was cool in the nineties and stuff. And now it's like I don't even know what they like the new stuff they're doing. Uh, what it is? It's like pop punk yeah. to me was always like all those Lookout Records bands and Green Day and stuff. Like mm -hmm. to me, that was like real pop punk. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, for me, uh, in high school in the early two thousands, pop punk for me was Good Charlotte and Blink One Eighty Two and oh, yeah, Sum Forty One. So, but, and then the, the guys I play with in my other band, they tell me that pop punk is the Descendants. That's also true. <laughs> so, I mean, but the Descendants don't sound anything like Good Charlotte or, or Sum 41 or, or Blink-182. Right. <laughs> so, but I've see, always been really confused by that term as well. Yeah. But then the other thing is, is like, okay, the Descendants of pop punk, but uh, aren't like... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, those Screeching Weasel or uh, Lookout Records bands like Screeching Weasel and the Queers and like, I don't know. There's a bunch of those Ramones core style bands. And it's like, that's pop punk too, right? That sounds nothing like The Descendants. I would say so. Um, 
And then there's bands like the Vandals. I could just go on and on talking about all these great bands that I like to listen to. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, I guess the, 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 the point is uh, labels can also be broad, huh? I think that's, uh, I would say that's so. where we're at. Which is fine, I guess. It's like... There's I mean, definitely styles and opinions change too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's important to happen because things evolve and then you gotta evolve mm-hmm. to, uh, or, or die, I guess. That's the way, <laughs> that's the way uh, Darwin works, right? Uh, I'm not yeah. talking about yeah, Darwin from the frequency, like Charles Darwin, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Evolutionist. That's right. So, let's see. Black Cat Attack was your old band, that's right? Uh, yeah, I'm still in them, uh, still playing oh. with them. Oh, okay. So that's current band too. Yep. They're What's... not nearly as active. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It's uh it's a little hard to schedule the band now. Uh we've got two members that tour regularly in other bands and then oh, we've yeah. also we've also got uh one member that started a t-shirt company and oh, another yeah, another ma- another member that is a world traveler. So uh and then another member that has a family, so it's like we are still doing it but not as hard we are planning we're like we just started writing the other night though actually oh yeah well <laughs> that that's funny you had all this build up to about like how much time you don't have and then you're like but we just started writing yeah we're yeah. making it work as best we can that's good yeah you gotta do that you know like uh the guys in my band are in and out of prison we got purple <laughs> she's kind of filling in for yellow now and uh I don't know. Sometimes when we're on the road with Red, I look at him and I'm like, I don't even recognize Red. And he still he still looks like Red on the face, but uh, I'm pretty sure his tattoos changed. And I don't know what's up with that, but you know, <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, you know, people got busy lives, and that's good because you you got to stay busy. Yeah. Although, you know, going to prison and missing tours is kind of lame. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but you know, it it, it is what it is. You gotta. What's that movie? You ever seen that movie? Uh, that uh, it's like that old Tom Hanks was in it, and with the with the band from like the fifties, they're like a Buddy Holly type band, The Wonders. That thing you do—that's the name. Oh, of the movie. Tom Hanks. Tom yeah, Hanks is their manager. Exactly, and there's like a bunch of like famous. Well, I don't even know if they were famous then, but like Giovanni Rabisi was like a small part in it. Oh, it had Liv Tyler, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Tyler's uh, daughter, yeah. Uh, anyway, there's like a, <laughs> a line in that movie that says, uh, with a, like uh, the jazz guy, he's telling a drummer, he's like, there ain't no way to keep a band together. You just got to keep playing. And, uh, you know, I think uh, as, you know, as silly as it is to take all these movie lines to heart, I think that's a good one. Because I think so, true. too. Yeah. Yeah. You and so find yeah. something you love doing and stick to it. I've been in three three different bands now and I've guested in a couple other bands. So I've always tried to stay completely active in music. Yeah. Exactly. You're 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 still going at it and uh you obviously are super into it. Um so you said you were you got into like uh well you said pop Pop punk when you were in high school was like Good Charlotte and uh-huh. uh, Blink One Eighty Two and all that stuff. Yeah. So was that like you getting into pop punk 
around that time? I mean, most people do, I guess, when they're in yeah. high school. That makes sense. I actually, uh, the first pop punk or punk rock album, however you want to label it, I ever got was actually Enema of the State by Blink-182 in Oh, that's a good-ass album. It was. It's a great album, and I still love it. <clears throat> that was the uh, first one I got, and that was, like, my gateway. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you get to high school, and you meet different people that already know things, and then, I mean, Napster kind of helped. Oh yeah, good old <laughs> Napster. It's funny I, how how I they discovered got, like, the misfits on Napster. Hilarious. Oh shit, that's amazing. They're one of my all- favorite all time favorite bands. Yeah, see, I like that old school stuff when in, when when like downloading music for free was illegal because yeah. it felt cool, like you were getting away with something, and now you know you got your Spotify's and your uh, I don't know what else, but. It's like basically you're getting the music for almost free. Mm-hmm. And well, it's I, like, I yeah. think they found a really a really positive solution to the Napster issues. Because I mean, at the same, like you want to support your musicians and your yeah. bands that you like, but you don't. You also don't want to steal from them, and but you also like I don't know buying records when you're in high school is is difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. I don't know, I, especially I, when you got to go to like. What did it got like Sam Goody or whatever in the mall, and it's like twenty five dollars for a CD or some shit. Yeah, I ex- I remember getting the Transplants album, the first one that they put out. Oh yeah, Transplants. Don't give a fuck. That's where we're at. That's Tim Armstrong, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Tim Armstrong and uh, their their crew, and I loved that album so much, and I I album. went out and bought it. I thought it was so cool because it's punk rockers, and they're kind of fusing it with like rap and R and B. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was so cool, and uh, I went out and bought it, and I paid like twenty three dollars for it. Crap, a moly! But you know, now it's like if I hear an album and I really want to check the whole thing out, I don't have to commit to spending that much money, and you know what I mean? Like, I just I love I love Spotify. It's changed my life. Oh yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I do think it's a little weird because, like, a lot of uh, you know bands, it's hard to get your music on there. It's not as easy as just uploading it like you can to Bandcamp. Bandcamp is also a cool thing to check out because yeah. that's a lot of like unsigned bands who kind of just don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they could still be tight, you know? Yeah, straight up. It's um, hard to discover on Bandcamp though. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing, like, I don't know why they don't fix that, having, like, a, a genre search or whatever, but, you know, whatever. I, I Fucking programmers, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's cool. It's it's an interesting age we're living in where we can fucking get all this stuff at our fingertips and, uh, you know, steal it for free, basically. <laughs> yeah. Or steal it legally, I guess I legally. should say. Is stealing is always for free unless you get caught. <laughs> then you gotta pay. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking pay up. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, and my favorite thing to do too, because I like vinyl, is uh, you know, Van sells this shit on a record. You get to fucking that. And of course, you could still just listen to it on Spotify or the internet, but maybe you get a download code and you mm-hmm. can download the MP3s. And it's funny because, like, one time somebody said, oh, yeah, and then you have it forever. And I'm like, well, not if I download it onto a computer and then I spill beer all over the computer and it's fried. Then I don't have it no more. I had, I had, I had like, 1,200 songs of my most favorite songs that I had downloaded on a computer 
yeah. probably illegally, and yeah. the computer died, and I didn't have it anymore, and it was gone forever. Yeah, exactly. You ever use LimeWire? Oh, yeah. The torrents or whatever? That shit There's was great. LimeWire. I think there was another one called Prophecy. There probably. was... There was a few because, like, they'd get busted and shut down, and then another one would pop up. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember I was like, there was a point when I really wanted to find some no free music, and I was trying to fucking uh, use this link, old ass link. Somebody sent me to uh, fucking uh, LimeWire torrent, or like, that was like the way to use a torrent. I don't really know how that shit works, but uh, I had it set up a long time ago, and I was trying to use it, and I was like, huh. So the internet says LimeWire don't exist no more. And I tried to call their bluff, but it turns <laughs> out they were bluffing. It was like totally gone. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I was like, oh, I guess uh, this iTunes thing works pretty good. I'll just uh, find it on there or like on YouTube or whatever. It's cool. Yeah, YouTube's good too. It's just, it's hard to like, you have to be committed to like watching it. You can't yeah. really shut it down. So, like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And now they get, like, what is it called? Like, RedTube? Or yet? Hey, RedTube. That's something totally different. YouTube Red is, I think, what it's called. Is something is or YouTube Pro where you can, like, pay. And then, or YouTube Music, maybe. Yeah. I think there's something, like, with a color involved with <laughs> YouTube where you can, like, watch stuff watch premium stuff or watch or listen to stuff without it shutting down when you go to a different thing but anyway yes i've seen ads for that and i refuse to give them any money Fuck them. <laughs> yeah right it's like they created it to, for like a free thing that everybody could use and then they're like well but you could for some money and i'm like fuck you dude you got <laughs> money i want the free stuff I'm no kidding. Poor. I'm broke. I want to steal stuff for money or get it for free somehow. Considering anyway. some of their YouTubers make millions, like there was a child. That's true. A child, I think, made like $26 million off of YouTube videos. Yeah, I heard Something about Something crazy like that. I'm, so, putting, I'm putting videos on YouTube. I ain't making shit. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm too old or uh, I don't know. I don't I don't open up the right boxes, right? Like these kids are unboxing things and like getting millions of dollars for just filming that. Ah uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish life was that easy. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, apparently it is for some people, but you know, the rest it of It would be funny to yeah. like have a channel and all you do is open your mail and make millions of dollars. I feel like that is a thing. <clears throat> I feel like there's literally <laughs> or like people who do that and it's just like <laughs> I don't know. Something some somehow they like market it well or something and they fucking get advertising money and people like funding them on Patreon and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I if I, I I wish I could figure it out. I would be rich and that would be cool. Um You and me both. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh so anyway, like going back to uh, you know, the grunge and Pop up high school. So were you, were you into grunge in high school? Because no, that's a so I, Yeah, I was never really into grunge. Um, my singer and my bass player both love it, and they've both been heavily influenced at growing up and becoming musicians and joining the scene. I was never into grunge. I've got an older sister that that liked grunge, but I never got it, and I feel like I kind of missed it, and I just wasn't interested enough in it. Yeah, sure. So uh, I don't know. I went straight to punk rock because it was all about rebellion. 
against, yeah. you know, your parents and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's generally like what people like to do when they're in high school. You know, where the best thing is when you do get into music and you that you kind of have that outlet. That's like the best kind of time. You know, oh, yeah. you might feel like shit a lot of the time because you're a teenager. It's like, oh, yeah. You kind of look back and you're like, that was real cool that I had that back then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just it for me, I always kind of felt a little different. And I found uh, comfort in punk rock and being different and being accepted for being different by other punk rockers so that was something that actually really helped me get through high school hell yeah that's a i think that's a pretty common story it's part yeah. of I think that's part of why the the punk rock scene is a scene and uh you know like you got the grunge scene where you said like you said like it's kind of more like not giving a fuck but pop punk and well punk rock in general that's where i was going with that before i, I kind of like to just call it all punk rock because it's like is this pop punk i don't know it's the descendants some of it's pop punk some of it's fucking like hardcore but yeah. uh yeah you know it's punk rock whatever um so yeah they, they you kind of have that whole scene going and a lot of people like would say that punk rock saved their lives i don't know if it saved my life i think it kind of ruined my life as much as it <laughs> saved it but it was definitely there when i, I needed it the that. most <laughs> yeah that's right who knows maybe maybe it'll still save my life someday Definitely, uh, you know, it's been cool being in a band and like going to, around the world and seeing cool people and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So have you do, done much uh, touring and stuff like that or uh, what? What's life in uh, Toronto like now? Okay, well, um, I live in a suburb outside of Toronto called Ajax. Um, there is... Hey. Yeah, uh, there's like a, a really cool scene between Ajax and another town nearby called Oshawa, and oh, there's yeah, always yeah, Oshawa's Oshawa's got a pretty good uh, music scene. It's I feel like it might have dwindled a little bit for a couple years there, but I think every scene does. And Toronto, Toronto's got a wicked scene. It's got so many venues and 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 venues that you can walk to and back and forth, and it's so easy to just see music any night of the week in Toronto. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's a but, big ass city. I love going into Toronto too because it always looks like the future. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Like, the, I mean, because of the 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 buildings, the what do you call yeah. that architecture? They got these like space age looking buildings. Like, yeah. if you were gonna build a city on Mars or something, I feel like it would look kind of like Toronto. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's just the idea I get every time we go there. I don't know. I've been watching the skyline change over the last 30 years of my life. So oh, yeah. I, I could definitely, definitely see that. And then there's another city nearby Toronto called Mississauga. And they've got these two buildings that kind of mirror each other, but they're like one's curvy and one's like an hourglass. And they kind of, it's really cool. You can see them from the highway. Oh, they did they, they <laughs> do that on purpose? Or is that just yeah. an amazing coincidence? Oh. No, they did it on purpose. <laughs> All right. But I can see what you mean about the architecture in Toronto. It, they're, I just found out they're building um, a condo. We've got a problem in Toronto where they just keep building condos. Oh, yeah. I think that's a problem with a lot of cities. <laughs> yeah. I believe yeah. that. But I, I was reading this article about this condo that they're building, and it's going to be 91 stories high. That's it's, a lot of stories. That's yeah. It's, it's like taller than the rest of the skyline, not quite as tall as the CN Tower. Huh. It's like 
Yeah, they're wait. They're is the CN them. Tower like the tallest building in in Canada or like the world or something? What's the, the CN Tower? Definitely not the world. At one point, I think it was, but oh, yeah. uh, it's not the tallest in the world anymore. But it's definitely the tallest in Toronto, possibly Canada. Have you ever gone up it? No, definitely not. You should. You should. It's very I've, cool. I've been by the Sears Tower in Chicago, which was once the tallest building in the world. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never uh, gone up in there. I know I want to, but I feel like every time I I'm, I'm, I get the chance, I'm like there. And then I'm like, wait, do I got to pay money for this? Uh, True. People <laughs> kind of think it's weird that some guy in a ski mask is going up in this building. <laughs> right. That's the thing. That's the worst thing about 9-11 is uh, now that we had the war on terror, people don't even think that we're, uh, you know, thieves or nothing no more. They think we're, uh, you know, like not robbers, but terrorists and stuff. That's what we're afraid of. That's why we hide out so much. Oh, okay. Worst thing about 9-11 right there. Yeah. Well, uh, there is one time I was in New York City and I, I so badly wanted to go to the top of the Empire State Building. Oh, yeah. And they wanted like 50 fucking dollars for it. Jeepers creepers. That's crazy. I know. I don't know if like I got wrong information, but I remember looking it up and I'm thinking, I don't have $50 to go to a top of a building. That's insane. Yeah, that don't make no no kind of sense. I know, but I, I feel like that can't be right. I feel like somebody was trying to scam you. That sounds like some scam I would try to pull. It <laughs> was like, how much do you got to pay to go up there? And I'd be like, Oh, $50? <laughs> and they'd be like, fuck you. And I'd be like, uh, $30? I don't know. It's quite possible I was uh, I was attempted to be duped, but I, we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's far from the tallest building in, in the world nowadays. It's yeah. funny that it was once upon a time, because now, like, if you compare it to the other ones, it's fucking tiny. Yeah, uh, there's like, and it's funny that you say that you think Toronto's so futuristic because I'm pretty sure, like, I think it's Dubai. If you oh, look yeah. at some of the fucking the skyline in Dubai, that looks like alien to me. Yeah, I've never there. been to Dubai. I've only seen photos. I've never been either. But it's just it looks like so futuristic and just so advanced. It's crazy. I don't know. Do punk rock bands play in Dubai? I never hear about it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't really hear about that either. Who knows? There's so much, you know, like information age. Cool. I'm going to look up, uh, you know, stupid cat videos or something. What? <laughs> Learn about other cultures uh, on the other side of the world? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> uh, I was, you know what, now that you say that, I was recently really obsessed with uh, learning about the monarchy in the uk i watched that tv show the crown and then i just went on like a wikipedia binge of all the royal family members in their history and like oh yeah i got like really obsessed with that for like a couple weeks i'm sure it was really annoying to my friends and boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right that's good um i got into a uh, big vampire thing i'm actually still kind of into it and it's weird because i i finally uh well, I'd like to say that I read the book, but obviously I can't. I don't know how to read. So I just looked at the pictures and uh, yeah, I, I, so I read Dracula. And then uh, before I knew it, suddenly I looked on Netflix and there's this new Dracula show coming on. And I was like, well, that's cool. 
And I read up on it, and they're like, oh, it's going to be like uh, telling like the uh, rest of the tale of Dracula and all this stuff. And I was like, that sounds great. Turns out that show is fucking hilariously bad. But I heard it's, that. It's, yeah. And I, it, te- it was a total letdown for me. But, you know, my buddy uh, Matthew, who kind of helps me out with this podcast, was telling me like, yeah, but it's kind of funny when you, you, you kind of look at it in a comedic way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. It's like so bad that it's funny that it's almost good, but I don't know if that's really what they were going for. It's kind of confusing. Um, but now, like, do you know? Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Suddenly, I've like seen other people doing like Dracula stuff on the interwebs and stuff, and I'm like, what is this? Why? I just read this book, and now everything's coming around, and I don't know what the hell's going on. It's freaking me out because like. Did I send a mental like uh, message out in the world? Now it's coming back to me, or maybe I'm just paying attention to it. Maybe it's the uh, computers listening and then, oh, it uh, could be. spreading the message. Well, the thing about Dracula and vampires in general, as far as like the the famous monsters goes, is that yeah. they always had, and I don't know if I don't know that for this is just my opinion, but they've always kind of had. Um, a sense of romance tied to vampires and that kind of makes them a little bit more relatable and it's something that people like to see so yeah. i mean you you get all kinds of movies where you get vampires and it's like there's sex involved and there's there's you know they're 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 so human right but they're not yeah. they're still monsters and i think that's right. something that you're always going to see vampires in in entertainment it's just, it's just always going to be there because it's just something that fascinates people and just oh, things yeah. that people relate to so maybe it's not that like there's suddenly a lot of dracula stuff happening uh maybe it's just that i started paying attention to it it's quite possible there's been yeah. like, so many so many good and not good vampire movies and oh, yeah. tv shows so uh, one of my favorites that I, I love, my I think my favorite vampire movie of all time would be the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi. I love yeah. the soundtrack on it, and I just I love how mysterious it is. But I also like really loved Interview with a Vampire, and yeah. then also there's a series called True Blood that was a totally wild, different take on it, and I loved that show too. Oh yeah, I, I I remember when that show was on. I never, I don't think I ever watched it, but I might have to now because I don't know. It's weird. Vampires are weird for me because it's like I don't know if I love them or hate them or like. I guess uh, one of the questions I've, I've wanted to like ask people is like, if you had to be, because lots of times I do, would you rather questions on this mm-hmm. uh, thing? Um, but we could do, would you rather be? A vamp. Uh, well, I like to call them Draculas. So, would you okay. rather be a Dracula, a Wolfman, or uh, I don't know what else, like a Frankenstein, or uh, uh, like the 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 the, the, the mummy? The mummy, yeah, that that is that one, or the like creature from the Black Lagoon. It's um, the Black. Yeah. Honestly, I think the most realistic answer to that would be uh, a vampire because there's so many benefits you're still like a human form and then you have powers and you live forever and you can see everything and you're resourceful and some of them can fly so i mean i just that's true that makes the most sense and they can they can still shapeshift too so i mean they've got like oh yeah and they're scary as fuck so i mean because they can eat you 
<laughs> that's true. They I mean, you and like that's they the can thing do that they don't talk about. Yeah, right. Like, uh, you know, like they always show zombies, and I didn't put zombies in there because I don't think anybody fucking in their right mind wants to be a zombie. No, but, uh, you're dead. Yeah, basically, you're just <laughs> dead, and you just walk around and like you're mutilated, and you mutilate other people and make them zombies and stuff. But Although it's like, they, yeah. Sorry, they've they've also like something else I've noticed is that with zombies, they've been really creative with spreading the virus over the years in different films as well. So I mean. Zombies, zombie movies are fun, but I would never want to be a zombie. Yeah. Which would you rather fight? Which would I rather fight? Oh, Out of all uh, those. Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know. Probably with the zomb- Frankenstein. Oh, yeah? Why? Because yeah. it's big and dumb and you could outsmart him real easy? Yeah, and they're scared of fire. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot I mean, about that. We've got we got fire devices in our pockets now. You don't have to oh, light a torch. Fire! Oh, <laughs> get that shit away from me! All right. Well, I'm scared of fire too. Honestly, I mean, I don't want to get burned. Maybe I am like a Frankenstein. Maybe. But you're, you're certainly I mean, the right color for it. That's right. <laughs> I'm green. Frankenstein's green. I heard that was like a miss. What do you call that? A misnomer or whatever? Not a misnomer, but a misconception. That's what. Yeah. It, because they like used a green tint on the film for the original movie mm-hmm. and it was like uh uh yeah he wasn't supposed to really be green he was supposed to have like gray skin yeah, like a dead guy yeah right you anyway. know what though the way the fact that they used green though makes for incredible movie posters yeah, it does and i love it because uh the more green things the better all right <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah, i'm into it um but uh what the heck was i gonna uh bring up yeah i don't know i feel like uh dracula's would be the hottest the most challenge in uh well they're the the smartest yeah but the thing about dracula's is they always seem to just kind of have like yeah they got all these powers and they can live forever and do all this stuff but they always just seem so fucking tragic and i think Maybe it's because they don't get to see the sun no more, and mm-hmm. it makes them all depressed. And it's like, man, signing up for this seemed like a great idea at the time, but now I'm fucking stuck here inside. I go out at night, and I'm fucking all pale. My skin's all dry because I ain't got no vitamin C. I got to <laughs> keep sucking blood. And, like, man, this fucking sucks. Like, I, and, and I can't even, well, I mean, they could, like die but it's like not as easy i mean yeah it's actually kind of easy to kill for like a vampire to die it's just also like easy for them to not die i guess depending on what you look at like can they run out of blood maybe that's that was like part of dracula he could run out of blood you gotta keep sucking people's blood to stay young which i believe is a real thing that some old people are getting into now where they can like do private uh, blood banks and uh, that's just scary. That's con- yeah. some conspiracy series stuff that I'm not I don't know. Don't need to go down that road now, but definitely some fucked up shit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Money buys you anything now, right? That's right. That's uh, you know, I was going to say it's America, but it's probably just the world. Whatever. That's some yeah, that's that's some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
So what is next for uh, all your bands? You got a new album out with uh, uh, the Anti-Queens. Mm-hmm. And you work so, on new stuff with the other band. Yeah. Uh, well, with AQ, we are... We've got a lot of stuff lined up. We've got a few tours lined up. We're going to do some festivals in Europe over the summer. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and we're... Playing in Germany? Yeah, we are doing Germany. We're doing, I think, Germany, possibly Austria, and maybe Switzerland. Excellent. All great uh, places. Yeah. Well, we went We went to Europe um, last fall, right after we put our record out. It was our first time ever over there uh, as a band. And cool. we did... We did uh, Germany, we did Czech Republic, we did Austria and Switzerland. It was crazy. It was very cool. That's really, great. really love it over there. Except the venues are so fucking hot. Yeah, they're not <laughs> so into the air conditioning over there. No, they are not. I never knew how spoiled we were over here. <laughs> the other problem is uh, a lot of those East German uh, venues are like big concrete boxes. Mm-hmm. The sound is not always so good. But you know, yeah, whatever. we had a honestly. I think we got really lucky. We played a lot of really great venues. Uh, we played some like little holes in the wall, and we walk in. And we had a few like crazy big shows. Like we did SO thirty six in Berlin. Oh yeah, I heard of that place. The place is uh, the place is huge, and and they packed it. Uh, we toured with a band called The Creep Show. Oh and, yeah, uh, I heard of them for sure. Yeah, so we they took us over there for the first time, and we we did direct support for them, and we played to their crowds, and we would walk in like there was one in Czech Republic, and it was like this tiny little venue that was tucked away under like a residence in a block of apartment buildings, and yeah. we're like, oh my god, like there's this place is so small, and it looks like it holds like eighty people. They put two hundred people in there. Wow. It was crazy. It was so hot. That is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy what they can get away with uh, with that stuff over there. But it's nice. It's nice to play some like packed shows and uh, oh, yeah. everybody's partying and it's a good time. Yeah, Europe was very, very good to us. It was nice. I can't wait to go back. But we're doing that in. Uh, we're going to do some festivals. I think in July, and then before that, in Europe or or just yeah. in general. Yeah. I don't have a list of the festivals we're playing yet. I don't know if they've announced them or not yet. Uh, yeah. We're still like in the process of booking, and then oh yeah, and on echoes. Oh yeah. So and then before that, I'm kind of doing this backwards. I'm just really excited for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're also doing Pooza Fest in Montreal. Um, in oh May. yeah, Pooza. Have you have you guys played Pooza before? Oh <laughs> yeah, I got a story about that. Mm, I can't uh, wait. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it was the last. Uh, Fuck it, I fucking might as well let everybody know about this. Uh, so I think it was the last uh, one where Hugo was kind of doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. You know Hugo, right? Like he kind of um, yeah, I've met him in the Saint Catharines, and he, he's a cool guy. But I think uh, with Pooza before he was kind of taking on too much, you know, like mm-hmm. too much work for one person, and. Uh, you know, things didn't always go according to plan, or maybe there wasn't much of a plan, <laughs> and uh, things got a little wonky. And uh, basically, we ended up uh, playing like an extra show or something. He was going to give us a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum because they were like sponsoring the, the festival that year. Oh, okay, yeah. I guarantee we never got that fucking bottle. So, oh. uh, 
You see Hugo. Tell him, tell him if he wants Master True to back on Pooza Fest, he owes us a bottle of liquor up front. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but yeah, I love uh it was a really good time uh, you know, being in Montreal, hanging out with all of our friends and you know, it's kind of like, have you been to Fest in Gainesville? No, not yet. I plan to go to one maybe yeah. this year. Wait, yeah, wait. well, I think, oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, I hope you get to play it sometime and you should go to it if you don't. Uh, you know what? But, We've got so many friends that go down there every year and I'm always so fucking jealous because it looks like Southern Pooza Fest. It looks like awesome. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Pusa Fest kind of was like Fest, but in Montreal, which is pretty fucking cool. And that's yeah. uh, that's pretty amazing. Like, uh, it, it, it's nice because it's like, you know, it, it, there's not a whole lot of fest town or cities you can pull that off with where you got like all so many venues in one city and they're all in a decent, uh, you know, distance from each other. Yeah. All fucking just pumped with shows and everything. I, I think, uh, you know, South by Southwest used to be that way. But mm-hmm. now it's just a fucking shit show. And it's just like super corporate and crazy. It's like, it's a different thing. Like, I can understand when people want to go to South by Southwest and have a good time. We had a good time playing good. there. Like, <laughs> that was, you know, not necessarily because of the festival. It was more just... Uh, you know, it was like Fat Records crew and all that. But uh, anyway, yeah, you know, like I love those festivals like uh, Posa Fest and Gainesville Fest and all that. I hope there's more stuff like that coming up because uh, it's just the best time. You get to see all your friends from on the road and like bands and people that you just wish you could see more often. Mm -hmm. That's like your one week or weekend to do it. I know Pooza Fest has become that for me. I only just played my first ever Pooza Fest a couple of years ago at the Anti Queens. Oh, and yeah. it was so cool. I never really experienced anything like that before. It was like punk rock summer camp. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Was awesome. It was guitar players. I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know. You go on some auction site or something and it's all crap? Well, that's because you're not looking in the right place. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars is exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in Switzerland? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But you can check out all the super tight finds at Yeah Man Guitars on their website, yeahmansguitars.com. If you've got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man's Guitars on the electronic mail. That's email. That's right. It's the internet. You got It's like the future. You got the internet with email and websites. It's amazing. It's uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. Get in touch. And uh, while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you. And you can tell them Green sent you. Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I gotta tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. 
Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, it's you know. great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels does. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's it's a place where you can you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com yeah. so we're doing that again we did it two years ago we did it last year and we're actually doing it again this year Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm really excited because there's some really great bands on it this year. But we're doing Pooza Fest and then we're going to come home for a couple days and then we leave for a tour across Canada with the Creep Show. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I've never done... I've, I've probably seen more of the United States than I have my own country. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've, uh, I've, uh, I'm really excited to kind of go across Canada and see everything with my own eyes. So that'll be... That'll be I'm really excited. We all are. I'm excited to come to Canada again when it's summertime. I feel like every time we get a Canadian tour, it's in the winter. Oh, and don't it's just tour Canada in the winter. Cold. I don't know why it happens. It just happens every fucking time. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get back there in the summertime. Poos is in the summertime, right? Yeah, is it in May or something? It's it's in the middle of May this year. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It's usually last year, last couple of years, it was really great weather. We had a little bit of rain last year, but it was everyone still came out and had the best time and made the best of it. So it was a oh, lot of fun. Hell yeah! It was cool. We got to meet Bad Cop last year, and they were oh so great. They're actually they were- gonna be here. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I live in Germany right now, and uh, they're gonna be here soon. They, I think they just flew over or something, or, or they're flying over soon, and they're uh, we're gonna hang out. Nice. Yeah. They were so great. I'd never seen them live before, and they put on such a wicked show, and they were all just the nicest people. Hell yeah. They're they're great. Love Really, really cool. And Jenny makes amazing cakes. Yeah. (laughs) I know. She's like, she's crazy. Like, she gets super detailed about crafts and apparently baking and stuff. So that's... uh, it's crazy. I love looking at cakes. I love looking at <laughs> elaborate cakes. It has become a hobby of mine. Would you say you would like to have your cake and eat it too? Uh, you just know what? have it. I just just have it because I recently um, started a keto diet. I don't oh, know if you've shit. heard anything about this. No cake. I did. So <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Now I gotta know uh, because I looked into a keto diet too. I think fucking. Uh, some people I know were doing it. Actually, there's a bunch of like punk rock people who've done done it and lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. I think the guys from Pears did it, like all of them, and like oh, yeah. super skinny. Um, but I mean, for me, the big thing would just be like, oh, less carbs, huh? How much carbs is in all these beers I keep drinking? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I guess I guess I gotta cut that out. Oh, suddenly I'm way skinnier. What are the or, odds? Or just only beers and nothing else. It call it the beer diet. <laughs> there you go. And then you can cut. You can uh, keep your carbs down. And so, not only, yeah. and not only can you uh, cut down your waistband, you can cut down your lifespan. Oh. <laughs> 
a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine did it and was really successful with it as far as weight loss goes. So I started reading about it and then I realized that there's a ton of like crazy health benefits that come with it too. And it promotes like crazy good li- liver health, brain oh, development. Really? Yeah. Like there's, it, it will help your mood. It lowers your, your chances of like becoming diabetic. It's like, it's like, so- uh, I don't know. There were a lot of really crazy, cool benefits. So I'm giving it a shot. I'm not doing great at it, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when, like, back in the day, they had the Atkins diet. And mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know what the difference is, really. You know, I never looked into Atkins, but I suspect that it's probably along the same lines. Yeah. But I think a, a, a big thing is, uh, you know, uh, carbs is one thing that's bad, but also just getting rid of sugar. That's the yeah. fucking worst stuff. Everybody thinks like, oh, it's not sugar, it's honey. Or I sweeten it with uh, this natural thing. It's like, yeah, it's still sugar. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true. So uh, I'm just giving it a shot. Just, I mean, I have a lot of time to kill right now. All right. Well, I will will be sure to drink an extra beer for you. uh, Thank you. Since uh, you obviously can't do that now because of your diet. I'll like I had a beer last night, so right. I mean I'm I'm like trying. I'm just seeing yeah. if I can get into it or not. I think uh Yellow was doing it actually, something like that for a while. And he didn't quit drinking beer, but he like switched to Miller Light or something. Oh yeah. And it was like because technically it didn't have enough carbs in it because it's like such a light shitty beer. <laughs> and I was like, you could also just like, I don't know, drink whiskey or something. That's probably what I would do. Mm. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, um, that's great that you're doing that, and I hope uh, it works out real good. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we're getting uh against the clock here, but uh, thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything uh, else you would like to plug? Oh yes, um, check out the Anti Queens. We're really busy and we're really excited you can find us on spotify we're on instagram at the anti queens we're on facebook uh we are we have a website anti queen the anti queens anti queens com. i you know what i don't yeah. apparently know my own website you know who does though <laughs> we just we just launched it and we're like trying to keep updating it and we keep forgetting oh, yeah. about it <laughs> yeah well i guarantee uh someone who does know your website is google Yes, that's true. And then I actually just launched my own uh, music page on Facebook. There's like, I've got like 20 followers right now. I'm really excited. But um, I just launched my own thing just to uh, promote all the different music things that I do because I've I've done like guest spots on albums and I've, yeah, and I I try, I'm trying to do like some studio session work and, and uh, yeah, so I've started this page just to kind of put everything all in once so I can like use my own Facebook page to like shit post memes about birds and cakes. Birds and cakes. That's oh, <laughs> a good like, combo. I like, I like birds a lot. But that is uh, Facebook, yeah. uh, Valerie Knox Music. You can find me there and you can contact me. And yep, musician for hire for studio work. Excellent. Yeah. And, yeah, that's great. Okay, I just uh, I had a story about cr- a crime that oh, I did yeah. that I oh, really shit. wanted to share with you. Um, All right. Want, okay, are you ready? Hashtag allegedly. Okay, allegedly. No, I was okay. Um, a couple of friends of mine when we were seventeen, we a, a Billy Talent music video came out. Do you know Billy Talent? 
I heard a Billy Talent. I don't okay. know. I know the music. Okay, well, oh, wait, no, I heard that sh- that stuff. Yeah, it's it's all right. So this is like early two thousands. They put out their first single, and it was shot in a, an abandoned mental institution near where I live. Scary so, as hell. Yeah, so uh, we went because you could get onto the grounds. It wasn't fenced off or anything. So we like grabbed some beers and we went. We went walking around this like completely abandoned mental institution at night, oh, looking yeah. for the room where they shot the video, and we like found all kinds of crazy stuff. And then we noticed that the cops were like in the area and they were like had their flashlights going. So we're like running through this like little forest that that's like around it, and we're like dodging and ducking and my friend like left her phone back like uh, a few hundred yards away so we had to go back and we're like dodging cops and we make it out and we make it back to our car that we all came in and we're just standing there and we just we have a beer and we're like holy shit oh my god that's crazy and then the cops just pull around the corner and they're like okay guys trespassing (laughs) we're like fuck so i got a trespassing charge when i was 17 for um Trespassing on an abandoned mental institution site. Sounds like it was worth it to me. It was pretty cool. It was like, (laughs) but they've since torn it down and... and Well, then it was definitely worth it. If, if, you know, it's like not something you could do now. So I did it while you uh, could. And then unfortunately you got busted. Which happens to the best of us sometimes. Yeah, that's right. No so that's my crime story. I'm sorry it's not like a grand theft or anything, but that's what I got. Yeah, no, that's a good-ass crime story. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think you uh, might have just uh, opened up a whole fucking uh, thing for me, too, because I always ask people to do those stupid games of Would You Rather. Like, I, I think uh, the Give Me a Crime Story thing is going to be a new thing on this show. So oh, thank you for that. Hear them. No problem. Yeah. That's good. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you very much for being on the show. I feel like I could keep talking to you for like hours, but you know, we gotta no gotta problem. end it. Gotta end it for the viewers. The viewers. I don't got fucking <laughs> video on this thing for the listeners, and uh, so they can go on and listen to uh, you know the other podcasts that they want to check out. Like uh, I'll take a shot at that or whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks so, uh, so much for having me, and I hope we run into each other on the road sometime. Hey, yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, maybe I'll see you in Europe. Oh, that'd be great. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and good luck on the road. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. Thanks again to Valerie for being on it. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green calling line is plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the show. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, Hair and Makeup by Genevieve Smith, Set Design by Dylan Raymer, Catering by Matthew Hendershot, Lighting, Squeak Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typhros. The blood is the life.